Hello and welcome to another episode of The Daily Bolt with your host, Dr. Jeff Tilley. Today's topic, a new study inadvertently highlights America's poor science literacy. Sit back and relax and enjoy today's Daily Bolt. So uh, the study that I am referencing in this particular episode was done by the University of Southern California on how well U.S. citizens or residents uh, understand terminology involving climate change. And on this program, on this uh, podcast, I have often talked about how the fact that scientists often use terminology that might be confusing without explaining it, without making clear the context. And the results of this study would seem to support me in that contention. However, uh, there was uh, a suggestion within the study that we need to simplify things even further, and it has troubling implications for not just our science literacy, but literacy as a whole. And ultimately, while you could take a look at the results of this study and, and interpret them as being condescending, and in a sense they are in, in a way, if you look at it the right way, um, on the other hand, it really speaks to how we have fallen as a country in our ability to read and understand and comprehend, especially over the last couple of decades as digital media have come on the scene and a lot of people don't ever read anymore. They just want information flashed in front of them in visual format and sometimes in rapid format because they don't have the attention span anymore to concentrate on anything and focus for more than 15 seconds. Uh, evidence of that could be seen by the fact that commercial advertisements are overall on average getting shorter and shorter and shorter and we're seeing more of them. Uh, be that all as it may, um, there were eight terms related to climate change that were investigated by the University of Southern California researchers. They were mitigation, carbon neutral, unprecedented transition, tipping point, sustainable development, carbon dioxide removal, adaptation, and abrupt change. And you could see that many of these terms without explanation or context might be difficult to understand exactly what a scientist is meaning. It also does not help when scientists use the same term in different ways and to mean different things. One scientist's tipping point could be another one's uh, <clears throat> abrupt change or unprecedented transition or they, they may mean different data points, different points on the actual curve. And so it's no wonder that the American public is confusing. If the American public actually tried to read a lot of uh, writing in scientific journals, they would certainly bang their head up against the wall because much of it is not written very clearly and is excessively laden with jargon. However, that being said, um, what some of the recommendations are, are a little bit troubling. And that's why 
I keep uh, making that statement, and I'll tell you what those recommendations are. Uh, limiting sentences to 16 to 20 words, which to me seems kind of long in many ways to begin with, but here's the kicker, using words no more than two syllables. So they're trying to say that we as a country can no longer understand three, four, and five syllable words. Um, that's a little bit troubling, uh, if that's really the case. And backing that up is the other major recommendation, is that writing for the public should be at a sixth or seventh grade level. So this is a recommendation that is not actually new. It's actually been around for a number of years. The problem is that what is a sixth or seventh grade level? Even what was sixth or seventh grade level eight years ago is no longer sixth or seventh grade level. It is now probably eighth or ninth grade level. And that begs the question, can we actually simplify the terminology enough for people to understand given our nation's overall declining level of general literacy, let alone scientific literacy. Scientific literacy further requires a certain understanding of uh, not just what a term means, but how it is used and the context it's used, and that usually requires explanation. That So it's not just that the public may not understand the terms, they may have had very little experience even trying to apply any terminology. Uh, as science courses become more and more optional in various school environments, and yes, in, in surprising number of school environments, they are either an elective class or they are something that gets added in once a week. That happens even in some of the schools I have substituted in. Uh, here in Western Nevada, and that is a big shame. Uh, we cannot expect the public to be well informed and understand what the issues are and understand what the, be the possible responses are in terms of forming policy unless we get better scientific literacy. Without such scientific literacy, the public can be very easily manipulated by anyone uh, even me, uh, but certainly by the media, which does a terrible job of science reporting, as I have noted multiple times on this podcast, and by politicians who always have their own agendas at interest. What's the solution? The solution really has to be a commitment in education to, first of all, real literacy, and not just keeping it from sliding further, but raising standards and insisting that uh, our children be able to read at the level of children in most other developed countries of the world. Uh, we have fallen very far in that regard. And all the uh, philosophizing about you know systemic issues and all that is basically crap. It's mostly the teaching has not occurred and the learning has not occurred and in many cases it's because teachers have given up the fight of trying to get students to learn when there's so many other forces that will let the students slide and yes I'm talking to you parents among other people uh, until that commitment is there in the students in the teachers 
in the parents, in the administrators, and in the leaders in this country, nothing will change. It will only get worse, and the movie from about a decade ago called Idiocracy will be one step closer to being a complete reality. On that note, I'm going to end tonight's Daily Bolt. I'm Dr. Jeff Tilling. Have a good night, good morning, good afternoon, and read a book.